It's happening, readers. We have heard that you want paperbacks from our tailored book recommendation service called TBR. And I'm delighted to let you know that we're going to be in sync with your request. That's right. We're bringing paperbacks. Whether you hate carrying around bulky hardcovers, you're on a budget, you want a wider range of recommendations, or all of the above, now you can get a paperback subscription from TBR curated just for you by one of our bibliologists. Get all the details at mytbr.co. That's mytbr.co. We're bringing paperbacks. This is All the Backlist. My name is Jen Northington, and I'm here subbing for Patricia, who is on vacation, and I'm so jealous because her Instagram is just full of amazing pictures. It is Monday, November 11th, and I don't have a quippy joke for you, alas, but I am excited to be here and tell you about some favorite backlist books, and I was really reaching in my theme, quote-unquote, for this week because I had two books I knew I wanted to talk about, so here it is. The theme for this week is books that start with the letter W, but before we get to those, let me tell you about our sponsor. It's happening, readers. We have heard that you want paperbacks from our tailored book recommendation service called TBR. And I am delighted to let you know that we're going to be in sync with your request. That's right. We're bringing paperbacks. Whether you hate carrying around bulky hardcovers, you're on a budget, you want a wider range of recommendations, or all of the above, now you can get a paperback subscription from TBR curated just for you by one of our bibliologists. Get all the details at mytbr.co. That's mytbr.co. We're bringing paperbacks. <laughs> Okay, so why am I talking about books that start with letter W? Well, my very first book that I wanted to remind you all of, that it exists and is amazing and you should read it, is Witchmark, which is the first in the Kingston cycle by C.L. Polk. And it was just recently announced that this book won the World Fantasy Award for 2019, Just Hands Confetti. I'm so excited for this author and this book because I loved it so much. It was such a delight to read last year when it came out, and I'm eagerly awaiting the sequel, which comes out next year. It cannot be soon enough. And what I love about this book is that it is a fantasy that's set in a time frame I don't feel like we often see. It is a second world fantasy inspired by Edwardian England. So it's, you know, sort of during World War One in our world, and in their world, there's also a world going a world war going on. And technology is just starting to be on the scene, but because this is a fantasy, there's also magic. And that's a really interesting moment to play with. The main character, Miles Singer, works in a veteran's hospital. He himself is a veteran, and he's using his very secret no-one-can-know magic to help these soldiers who are coming back from the front. Uh, this is where I tell you that while I won't get into it, this book has some trigger warnings for violence and um, self-harm. 
these veterans are very disturbed, uh, partly because they do all have PTSD, although that is not the word that's used for it in the book. But also, Miles starts to discover that perhaps somebody is magically mucking with their brains, causing them to be much more violent and out of touch with themselves than they might otherwise be. So while he's trying to like stay off the radar and help people, he is also running from people. I won't give it away who he's running from, but uh, there's a reason he nobody is supposed to know that he has magic. He's working under sort of an assumed name, and his past is starting to catch up with him. And then one day, uh, he gets, like, he's arriving at the hospital, and somebody just basically dumps a poisoned patient into his hands, and he's unable to save this man, but he gets clues as to who might have murdered him and starts to go down the road of trying to find out, you know, who done it and why, sort of against his will, but this is the situation he's in. And that also brings up his past. So there's a lot of interesting things going on here. There's also a beautiful gay love story that just made me, oh man, my heart, I have all the feelings about it. There's wonderful supporting characters. It's a really interesting world to inhabit. And Polk is tackling all kinds of things like class and PTSD and, you know, family and royalty and coercion and just all of the really fascinating subjects, but in a book that feels somehow very light and uplifting, which is a real feat. There's been lots of amazing fantasy that tackles social justice issues, but sometimes it can leave you feeling a little down. And this book somehow made me just feel hopeful. And that is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I just loved, like I said, all of the characters so, 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 so much. So again, that is Witchmark. It's the first book in the Kingston cycle. I cannot wait for the second book to come out. Oh, I guess this is the part where I tell you that it's not like a super cliffhanger. There's some, there are definitely some big unresolved plot things, but you get a nice pause at the end of this book. So if that's a concern for you, let me reassure you, you should definitely pick it up. And again, congratulations to Polk and Witchmark for winning the 2019 World Fantasy Award, which is awarded, obviously, the year following the book's publication, because this is from 2018. Okay, so <laughs> what, so our books that start with W theme continues. Um, I'm actually reading The Overstory by Richard Powers right now, and it's it's really cool, but I'm not ready to talk about it because I haven't finished it yet. But it was making me think about other books that I've read that just so beautifully intertwine the natural world with our lives, like our everyday lives and our, you know, complex relationship lives. And that made me think of When Women Were Birds, 54 Variations on Voice by Terry Tempest Williams, which is one of my all-time favorite narrative nonfiction books. Oh, it's just so good. It's kind of heartbreaking in that the premise is that uh, Williams, when she was turning 54, she decided to open up her mother's journals because her mother died of cancer when she was around that age. And she has been sort of waiting to open these journals. She had a difficult relationship with her mother, and she just wasn't ready before now. But now she feels like she's ready. And her mother was from um, the Mormon community, which, you know, actually has a very long, interesting tradition of journal keeping. And so she was expecting, you know, to find 
actual journal entries and she opens them up and there's, you know, shelves of these like beautifully bound journals and they're all blank and empty. And so she's like, what? What? Why would she keep empty journals? Why would she have so many of them? Why did she never write in them? And also, this is a missed opportunity for her to hear her mother's voice. So she starts thinking about voice and women's voices in particular and her own voice. And these are all sort of little vignette essays, I guess, very short Some of them almost feel like poetry. And there she's contemplating her own life and history, her relationship with her mother, and like I said, her relationship with the natural world. And that is just a beautiful thing because Terry Tempest Williams is an amazing writer. She's got other books that you may have heard of or read. Um, And this one, you know, I think is just a very different proposition from most of those other ones. Some of them are, you know, much thicker memoirs. Others tackle, you know, really big political issues. And it's not that she's not thinking about those things in this, but because it's set up as these very short little essay as it were, You get these bite-sized, thoughtful contemplations on who we are in the world and then what world it is that we are in. And if you love nature writing, this is absolutely a must-read. She's just, I mean, she's known for this. She's just so good at it. Um, And if you like thinking about you know, how we tell our stories and like what stories are we not telling to ourselves or to the other people in our lives. This is a beautiful example of that. And I will tell you that when I was first reading this book, I was like taking pictures of like so many pages, so many little bits and sending them to various friends. And I remember telling Rebecca uh, Joanne Shinsky, who you will know of from the show, that she had to read it. And I think she texted me like, I don't remember how long, maybe a week or a month later. And she was like, so I'm reading this and I'm crying. Like, thanks a lot. And I was like, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. It's just so good. But it will it will give you all the feelings. I, I will say that it absolutely will give you all the feelings. Uh, so again, that's When Women Were Birds, 54 Variations on Voice by Terry Tempest Williams, and both Witchmark and When Women Were Birds feel to me like fall into winter books. They're very atmospheric. They're cozy in different kinds of ways. They'll definitely make you want to curl up under a blanket in different in different feelingsy ways. And yeah, I think that if you're looking for those kinds of reading experiences, you really can't go wrong with these two. So thank you for allowing me to join you for this week and have a little interlude with our books that start with W. I wish you all excellent reading until the next episode. And yeah, happy, happy reading. 